0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Terry Tucker. Thank you for joining us today, Terry.
1: Thank you, Dan. I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> awesome. So Terry, if you can tell my listeners a bit about yourself or your story in some way, that would be great.
1: Sure, I'll give you a, the, the Reader's Digest version, the, the shorter version uh, of my background a little bit. <laughs> okay. So I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and, and I'm the oldest of three boys. I, you you can, obviously can't tell this through a microphone, but I'm six foot eight inches tall and played college basketball at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina. I've got a brother who's six foot seven and was a pitcher for the University of Notre Dame and then my middle brother is six foot six and he was drafted by the cleveland cavaliers in the national basketball association and then there was my dad who was only six foot five so if you sat behind our family growing up in church or grown up you there wasn't a prayers chance you're gonna see anything that was going on in front of us when we were in church so um i graduated uh from college uh, as i said uh at the citadel and and i moved home to find a job this was long before the internet was available and I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. Fortunately, I was able to find that first job in the marketing department at the corporate headquarters of Wendy's International, the hamburger chain. But unfortunately, I ended up living with my parents for the next three and a half years as I helped my mother care for my grandmother and my father who were both dying of different forms of cancer. So not, not a real uplifting story at this point, but uh, I'll, I'll, it'll get better. I promise. Um, in my professional career, as I said, I, I was a marketing executive. I was a hospital administrator. I was a police officer. I was an undercover narcotics investigator. I was a SWAT team hostage negotiator. I had my own school security consulting business. Uh, I was a high school basketball coach, and for the last nine years, I've been a cancer warrior. And then finally, my wife and I have been married for 27 years, and our only child, a daughter, is a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and is an officer in the newly created Space Force. So that's that's kind of me in a nutshell.
0: Wow. That is quite a bit of, that's a long list of accomplishments you have under your belt.
1: Yeah, one of these days I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with my life when I grow up, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, you mentioned you're a bit of a cancer survivor. Can you um, touch a bit about that in some way?
1: Sure. So without a doubt, uh, the greatest challenge of my life so far began in early 2012, when I was diagnosed with this rare form of melanoma, um, which really showed up on the bottom of my foot, I had a callus break open on my left foot right below my third toe. And at the time, I was a high school basketball coach. So I really didn't think a lot about it because I was on my feet quite a bit. But after it didn't heal, I ended up going to a podiatrist friend of mine who you know, did the normal stuff put some pads in my shoes and tried to get it to heal and eventually um, thought i had a cyst inside there which i did and he cut it cut it out and sent it off to pathology and two weeks later i found out i had this very very rare form of a skin disease that normally presents where most people would get melanoma you know a mole or, or a dark spot on their skin i got it on the bottom of my foot and when i was diagnosed there there's only about 6,500 people in the united states every year that get this form of cancer so it was recommended that i be treated at the md anderson cancer center in, in houston and i want your audience to understand that what i'm going to describe was what i experienced during my cancer journey i realized there are thousands and thousands of people out there who are suffering terribly with their diseases whether those diseases be mental or physical and I make no claims to having the market cornered on suffering, but one thing I've learned is that suffering is definitely one of life's greatest teachers. So I had two surgeries to remove the tumor and all the lymph nodes in my groin, and I had a skin graft to close the wound where the cancer had been cut out. And after I healed, I was put on a weekly injection of a drug called interferon to help keep the disease from coming back. Now, interferon for me was a horrible, nasty, debilitating drug. And I took those weekly interferon injections for four years and seven months before the medicine became so toxic to my body that I ended up in the intensive care unit with a fever of 108 degrees. But while I was on interferon, it gave me severe flu-like symptoms. And I guess I, to put it in perspective, imagine having the flu every week for five years. And that's pretty much what I went through, you know, achy, chills, throwing up, headache, all that kind of fun stuff. But one thing I learned during all my pain and suffering is that you have two choices, you can succumb to the debilitating discomfort and misery, or you can you you can learn to embrace it and to use it to make you a stronger and a better human being. And I chose the latter. But please understand that there were days that I felt so poorly and I was in so much agony that I literally prayed to die. I, I just wanted out of this life. Each day was a struggle for me to override the apathy and the distress that my body was feeling. And, you know, I was no better at dealing with pain and discomfort than the next person. But every day I found a way to survive with the knowledge that I'd need to do it again the following morning. And I'll end with just kind of my sort of journey through cancer since 2012. After the interferon was, was stopped, the disease came back in 2017. And eventually my only treatment option was the amputation of my left foot, which occurred in January of 2018. 2019, cancer came back again, requiring two surgeries. And then early last year, an undiagnosed tumor in my ankle grew large enough to fracture my tibia or my shin bone. And that led to the amputation of my leg right in the middle of a global pandemic. And then further testing has revealed that I have multiple tumors in my lungs and I'm undergoing treatment for that. But my doctor is not exactly optimistic about my my long-term longevity. But I just refuse to be a victim to this malignancy. I vowed to continue my fight I knew the only way that cancer could win is if I gave up or I gave in to the disease or it killed me.
0: Wow, and I truly admire um your resilience and refusal to think of it as oh, I have this I have cancer, my life is over. But you're not thinking thinking of it that way. You're th- think I just I truly admire your mindset and perspective as to seeing how seeing it that my suffering is teaching me something and i find that to be a remarkable um uh, perspective um to give you a little insight into me even though obviously this whole purpose of this podcast is to share a bit about your story but this is also why i like the conversation method because it gives you more insight into me and and into you as well so you touched on this um last year at the start of the pandemic um, i got diagnosed with diabetes um obviously having any health condition during a crazy virus is absolutely horrible and my family for one um did not respond to this particular news um, all that great because i've had many health-related conditions growing up which could have easily put me in a spiraling world of depression, but it didn't. It just gave my life more purpose and meaning. And I just had more reason to prove to everybody else that, hey, I'm just as smart as everybody else. And I'm not gonna let my deficiencies stop me from being all that I can be. And that's the same case with my diabetes as of last year, it could have easily gave me a negative perspective however if i hadn't been diagnosed i simply wouldn't be here so it was like a sign from god actually it's not even a sign i truly believe it was a sign from god that if i hadn't been diagnosed then i wouldn't be here right now so it's just his way of giving my life more purpose and if that hadn't happened i wouldn't be having this awesome conversation with you
1: what, what do you attribute, if you don't mind me sort of reversing roles with you here, what, what, do you, no what do you attribute your positive attitude to? Are, are you normally a positive person or was there something that that allowed you to, to take this and take it head on and not, you know, say, woe is me, but I'm going to attack this and I'm going to be a better person?
0: Um, I usually have a pretty positive mindset. It's just been ingrained in me since I was born. Um, Just to give you further background, I'm chuckling because this isn't really public knowledge to many people, but um, for the first two years of my life, um, I couldn't hear her talk. So um, I've been pretty different. From day one, as far as being born and having all types of struggles um, because of my health deficiencies, and hey, I couldn't hear a talk for two years. That's not something you hear every single day. So, um, as far as to answer your question, I've it's I've been dealing with struggles since I've basically hopped out of the womb. So. Um, It's not in me to be negative because I mean, yes, and we're not all we're not all called to be perfect. We all have our struggles and our flaws, but um, it's those flaws that makes us who we are. And I've dealt with all types of flaws (laughs) and I'm going to be honest. It wasn't easy um, dealing with my flaws, but it shaped me into who I am. So I could have reacted negatively and just kept looking at it through a broken lens or I could have just, I lost my train of thought as to explaining this, but I'm just, it's not in me to be negative. It's just not how I was raised. I just look at life in a positive way, the best way I can, because I feel like everything happens for a reason. You may not know what that reason is yet, but it will come to you at some point.
1: That's a great point. That is definitely a great point.
0: So, um, How are you being affected by the pandemic, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I, when I found out that I had these tumors in my lungs and, and that my leg was going to have to be amputated, it, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. So when I lost my leg, it was a situation where my my wife literally dropped me off at the hospital. And I was the only surgery that day. And I could have no visitors, nobody with me or anything like that. So uh, to say that I was nervous, to say that I was scared would be an understatement. Um, you know, I talk a lot a lot about motivation, but that doesn't mean I don't I don't get scared or I don't get nervous because I do. And so the pandemic itself has been, uh, you know, that, that was very frightening. And, and it was frightening for me, but I, I can't imagine what it ha- must have been like for my wife and daughter who, you know, they, they don't know what's going on. They don't know how the surgery went. I mean, the, the surgeon eventually called them to let them know that I was okay and the surgery was successful. But they, they weren't able to be with me to, to help me and to comfort me and things like that. So I'm sure that was, you know, for them just as difficult as it was, you know, mentally as it was for the, the pain that I was going through having my leg amputated. So, so that's been difficult. Um, you know, every I have two weeks off and then every, every week after that I go for a, a week long treatment I, I've been offered the opportunity to stay in the hospital for my treatment, but because of COVID and things like that, I prefer to come home at night um, and then just go back to the hospital in the morning for it. So it, it's definitely had an impact. I would certainly like to get the vaccine. Uh, unfortunately, age wise, uh, I am not at that point. And the this, this state where I live, Colorado, has made no provisions for You know, people who have terminal or chronic illnesses. So I just have to wait until my age comes up before I can get the vaccine.
0: right. Um, I, um, the, the vaccine precautions, because I didn't describe this, but I live here in Florida in St. Pete. So the provisions, um, hasn't, um, been, um, brought up yet for our state all that much either, or at least for me, I'm, I'm part of that statistical factor that needs it the most, but um, yeah, I can't imagine um, having to be in the hospital while your family is waiting and trying to figure out what's going to happen, but you're good, you're still talking and breathing, so that's awesome. Um, and I asked this with all my guests as a fun little icebreaker to liven up the conversation a bit. Um, if you can have any superpower, any superpower, what would it be?
1: Um, that's a great question. Uh, I would probably, I, I don't know what I would be called, but I, I would like to be able to change the hearts of people who are you know, who are bitter, who are down, who are depressed. I'd like to be able to change their hearts to be more positive, to be more loving, to be more caring. I think if if we could be nicer to each other, if we could care more about each other, if we could listen to each other and not listen to respond, but listen to understand, you know, what you're saying and why you're saying it and and where you're coming from, um i think we'd be a whole lot better as a country and as a world i mean one of the one of the jobs i had was a was a hostage negotiator so i i had to talk to people uh you know i always say when people were talking to me they were having the worst day of their life you know i mean because that they were you know wherever they were they were surrounded by the police and they were talking to me and i was trying to get them to come out of wherever they were and you know sometimes i was very successful at it and and sometimes i wasn't and when i wasn't that usually meant that they had decided to end their lives but i had to talk to people and try to understand where they were coming from not having those people in front of me so it was more for me trying to understand them based on what they were saying what they weren't saying and how they were saying it so i didn't have the visual clues of you know somebody say something and then they, you know they put their head down like they were depressed or or they would start to cry and stuff like that and sometimes I, I didn't know that if i was on the phone with them so that i guess in a long a long rambling sentence that's, that's kind of what i wish my superpower would be that's
0: an incredible superpower and in- I, oh, that's an awesome superpower. And it's the first superpower I've heard that did not involve flying or traveling or transporting. <laughs> I mean, I know we all miss travel and everything. So going to Japan to have some sushi and then going to Chicago for a Philly cheesesteak in like two seconds flat is probably an incredible, um ideal power for your power actually involves helping others and i just absolutely
1: love well thank you yeah I, i you know that's kind of been my where i am in my life right now you know i i am probably coming to the end of my life and i am okay with that because i i really feel like i found my purpose in life and i lived it so dying doesn't scare me the way it does a lot of people who you know, who never do anything with their lives. So for me, it's more with whatever time I have left, just put as much good, as much positivity, as much love back into the world as I can. And, you know, th- that that doesn't, that that means the focus has to be off of me and on other people, you know, trying to, to make them uh, have better lives or, or, or give them something that can help them uh, be a better person.
0: Oh. I love this conversation and we can keep going over and over, but um, we're gonna have to wrap up unfortunately, man, this is such a good conversation. Um, Do you have any um, social plugins for people who wanna reach out to you? Sure,
1: so I have a website, it's called motivationalcheck.com. I also have a book called Sustainable Excellence, the Ten Principles to Leading Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. The book is available on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, on Apple iBooks. Pretty much anywhere you can get a book online, you can you can find that. Uh, but you can also go to my website, motivationalcheck.com, and you uh, you can click on a link that'll take you to the to ordering the book. And then all my social media platforms are on. Uh, motivationalcheck.com. So if, if you want to get in touch with me, send me a comment, you can do it through there. If you want to um, get a call to me on Facebook or, or LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter, you can do all that through motivationalcheck.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Terry, for joining me today. This was an incredible. Thank you, Deanna. I
1: appreciate people like you who give people like me a platform to, between the two of us, make the world a little bit better.
0: Oh, absolutely. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, and until next. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you would like to leave a rating slash review or voice message, of your thoughts on this latest episode or any episode for that matter, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave me a voice message right here on Anchor. And if you would like to leave a review slash rating, you are welcome to do so on Apple Podcasts. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podchaser, To name a few, my podcast is literally everywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you would like to speak to your heart warrior, that would be me on a regular basis. You can reach out to me through Twitter. My Twitter handle is heartwarrior24. Again, it is heartwarrior24. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me with whatever is on your mind, or just to simply chat, as always, I am here for you. In addition, I've also started integrating videos into my podcast. For those videos and more, you can follow me on my Facebook page, Words of Heart Podcasts. Again, my Facebook page is called Words of Heart Podcasts. So if you would like to know more about my podcast or anything pertaining to my podcast, feel free to like and subscribe to my page. And as always, I hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. And if you ever need anything or ever want anyone to talk to, I am here for you.